when the midnight breeze finds you and rattles the bones in the boneyard. You'll know it's time for the Pike Horror Show. Hello, my name is Richard, and welcome to the Pike Horror Show, the horror show with your horror bro, me, Richard, if you didn't uh, didn't catch that. Be sure to tune in next time for a new tagline, hopefully better, but to be completely honest, it could go it could go either way. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking about something that might not be surprising if you're familiar with me or, or the show or can read a podcast title, but I'm going to be talking about classic horror movies. Uh, more specifically, my favorite, uh, quote-unquote, must-see classic horror movies. And, and classic is such a broad spectrum, that word could mean anything. It could mean Nosferatu, which came out in the 20s, or some of the really old Dracula, or, or Frankenstein black and white movies, even like The Birds and Vertigo and, and Psycho. But for this, when I say classic, I'm going to be referring to anything between 1970 and 1990, like that kind of era of classic. I was born in the 90s, so when I think of classic, that's kind of the time frame. But anything before that, I just feel like it falls into a different category for me because it's its it's its own beast. And it's definitely something I'd want to dive into eventually. Uh, but just to kind of, you know, get used to the water, I suppose, and, and talking about these movies and kind of going over them. I wanted to start with something a little closer, something that might be a little easier to find, because I know some of, like, Alfred Hitchcock's movies aren't, like, readily available. You might have to buy, like, Blu-rays or, or DVDs or VHSs of them. Um, I know I just recently tried to watch something, and I even, like, on Amazon Prime, it wasn't available. Uh, th- these are ones, I believe they're all available. I can't imagine any of these will be too hard to find if you if you did want to watch them or if this piqued your interest at all. Uh, I'm going to try and go in chronological order. I-, I may just go on a tangent and talk about a bunch of movies that aren't even on my pre-decided list. Uh, but before I really dove into it, I wanted to mention, and, and hopefully this goes without saying, at no point am I gatekeeping these movies. At, at no point am I trying to discredit anyone's opinion. Uh, this isn't a situation where I say, like, oh, you're not a real horror fan if you haven't watched these 10. This isn't like a BuzzFeed article. These are just ones I like. And I know recommending older movies is hard. <laughs> it's hard to be like, oh, you should watch this movie from the 80s. And they're like, is it good? And you're like, no, it's really not, but you should watch it anyway. That's that's not like an easy sell. So I, I tried to pick ones that I thought were really important to me um, growing up and kind of uh, painting the taste for horror that I like now and just ones that kind of changed the game. If you know anything about horror movies, you've probably heard of, I, I would argue all of these, but at least most of them. Uh, so let's kind of dive in. We'll kind of chat about it. I didn't, I didn't include top 10 or top five because... Who knows? I'll just I could just ramble and name a hundred or or deep dive into three of them. So let's just let's just play it by ear, just kind of d- discuss some older horror movies and and see where we where we end up. But to start off, I wanted to go into a movie that was really important to me, um, which would be The Exorcist, which came out in 1973, I believe. It's a movie I saw in my later teens, or maybe early 20s, somewhere in that time frame. And it was something that really shook me a little bit because I was kind of avoiding older movies. Um, I was watching a lot of Netflix and, you know, they had like cheesy movies on there and then bad horror movies. But I was avoiding anything too old because, you know, when you're a kid, you're just like old, bad, old is bad. And that's really the whole thing. That's really it. There's nothing else about it. But when I watched it, I really was, I was drawn to it right away. There's a lot of like, also spoiler zone. <laughs> We're going to be in the spoiler zone for a little bit. Uh, so I may just talk pretty in depth about plots and stuff. But at the same time, these movies are all really old. <laughs> like this movie is, is, uh, is uh, decades old and uh, it gets referenced as being remade like four times. There's a show about it. So, so hopefully we don't get, no one gets too mad. 
But anyway, I really like this movie. And there's a little bit of fluff in the beginning and in the middle. It's like a demon that you found in an ancient temple that starts the whole thing. But like, if you even just, if you even just like didn't watch that whole part, the movie itself is, is still interesting and exciting. It, it was the first time I watched a horror movie that didn't really have a lot of cheese to it. Like it wasn't really cheesy. It wasn't like um, Friday the 13th where it's like a zombie in a mask and it's like kids in the woods being like, I'll go check it out. I'm a big tough guy. I can't be murdered with a machete. Uh, they can, but this movie really didn't rely on any of those tropes where it's like a cabin in the woods. It was all kind of isolated in these in these small groups with small people or <laughs> small people, uh, but isolated with like a few people. Um, each character was, was pretty well developed and, and directly related to the situation. And, and there's a really, a really great part. And I'm, I'm not going to, I don't know word for word. Uh, there's a really great part where the mom is looking, the, the, the gist of the movie is a little girl gets possessed. It's about exorcism, you know, um, it's in the title, but there's a really great part that I, I, I adore that the mom's like, Hey, haha, I, uh, I need some help with my evil d- uh, demon goblin daughter. And the priest's like, I don't, I don't do that no more, baby. And the mom's like, yo, dude, like, you really, (laughs) you you might not have heard me, but this is, like, a big deal. And she's, like, clearly frazzled. And and it doesn't have, like, the cheese, like, oh, you went up to old old man Gunderson's haunted ranch and and were chased out by a ghoul? It's like, no, this is, like, a girl in my house who's behaving erratically and insanely, and I really need help. I've tried doctors. Uh, I really, really need your help. And it's just like this, this human plea that feels good. It just, it just felt like engrossing. It, it made it feel a lot different than some of like the other cheesier movies I had seen. So that's one that I, I always recommend. And I want to stress, there is some fluff. There's like a part with a bunch of like non-specific chanting and he's in the desert somewhere and it, it doesn't all super tie together. It's more of like a footnote. Uh, it's like, oh, it, oh, related to this guy. And it's like, well, that didn't seem overly important. But I love that movie. I think it's great. And I'd recommend it to anyone who wants to kind of start or is interested where where I started. Not that I'm, I'm the say-all, be-all of it. But if you're kind of like, oh, I wonder what the, the changing the changing event was. That, I would definitely say that that had a huge effect going forward. Um, and just going in chronological order, the next movie I have on my list is um, the original Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween, which uh, is... Man, I really like that movie. Um, there, it's it's old. It definitely has these aspects of cheesiness to it. But when you watch it, you kind of think, oh, this is like a departure from cheesy slasher movies. But then you realize it's older than a lot of the cheesy slasher movies. Like, uh, I believe it predates um, Friday the 13th. It predates, like, Nightmare on Elm Street by quite a bit. So this thing that feels so much different than those other movies is way older. So I'm sure that tropes were picked up from it, but it wasn't um, as... I, I would argue is one of the more interesting ones from like, if we're talking about classic horror slashers or icons, like Michael Myers, there's just something so fascinating about the bad, like the bad guy, the big baddie. just not behaving quite like you would expect him to. Uh, like he's kind of slow. He's sulky. You know, he's, he's driven. His motives aren't super clear. Um, in the first movie, it's been remade a handful of times by Rob Zombie. Um, and the new one that just came out that retconned everything, like it includes the first one and, the remake series and it cuts everything out, which, which is, I, I totally understand. There's a lot of fluff. Uh, Michael Myers gets magic for a little while, which was a little confusing. Paul Rudd was there, which was, which was exciting. Uh, but there is this beautiful moment that got kind of, I, I, I want to say it's in the beginning of Halloween two, the original Halloween two, but it might be at the end of Halloween one, but sort of in that time frame. It's, I always, whenever I watch Halloween one, I just watch Halloween two right after it. Cause those two, the one two is so good just because it, it takes place the same night. It it picks up right where the first one left off, which is always so 
so awesome because you can really see the transitions and it doesn't feel like it came you know years later and was an afterthought or something you just know it was like bam right 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 here but there's a part where a psychiatrist again spoiler alerts um a psychiatrist shoots michael and that like unloads a revolver into him and he falls off a building and he's like oh we've done it we've defeated the evil boy this the, the bad boy with mask and then they go down and he's gone they like they go downstairs and they can't find him and there's this part where he's just like i shot him six times <laughs> and he keeps saying that and the, and the cop's like oh you must have missed and he's like no nah, man I, I hit him i got him six times and he's, he just got up and left and there's just something so so awesome and i already kind of mentioned it about someone be something that you think you understand like this is like a guy this is a fella and he just doesn't behave quite like you expect him to and like your brain has these rules like if i shoot Michael Myers six times. He's gonna do a big fall down and die. But he, when he doesn't behave like that, it's it's scary. It's it, it kind of is this this new wave of like, oh no, a guy with a knife. You shoot him, and your brain has to take a minute to be like, oh, he's not behaving the way he needs to be. The way that we've all accepted people behave um, and react to things. It, it's this con- contradiction between this this concept of seeing something really scary. And being like, oh, I don't understand. This is crazy. Or or seeing something that's familiar and it not behaving that way. And I think that's always like the scariest thing where something you think you understand behaves differently and just totally knocks you out of whack. Because you can see a big monster. But then after you kind of get over that, it's just a big monster, you know? But um, but if it looks like a person, moves like a person to a certain extent, but kind of plays by its own rules, that, that really spooks me <laughs> that always get that always gets me just the idea of that kind of taking a complete left turn from halloween where it's a, like a normal person who behaves the way it's supposed to the next movie on the list is actually alien the original alien ridley scott 1979 man it is such a such a good movie i'm gushing a little bit here it is a, another movie that i, I avoided originally because you know you because i grew up seeing like alien versus predator requiem you know like the commercials for it of him versus the predator and i'm like i don't know who either i don't know these guys i mean, these aren't my friends i don't know alien and predator and now they're not friends i don't understand so when i wanted to like kind of get into the series i, I started of course at the, with the first one which you should do and i was like oh man it's so old just all this hesitation for it for the original sci-fi stuff because i was very uncultured as of not that i'm overly cultured now but i just hadn't seen a lot of older sci-fi stuff but i would just if, if i'm talking about fa- this this um, movie will pop up on so many favorite movie lists horror sci-fi even just like if i was doing like top 20 favorite movies alien would definitely make that list um everything is you know everything sci-fi but nothing seems super unrealistic and i know that's like a that's kind of a silly thing to say because there's aliens in space and robots and stuff but everyone seems to behave like you would expect them to <laughs> and th- like the ship isn't absurdly sci-fi it's got like little screens that has like little um dos green light writing on it like an old computer so it, it sort of feels in this realm of possibility well not being possible <laughs> i keep using that word pretty loosely but it kind it just felt realistic in in the sense of like yeah like that that makes sense if the 70s went to space this would kind of be the vibe that they'd have and in in contrast to michael myers i'm actually kind of glad that they went back to back the alien is something that you don't see much of and behaves completely right like completely differently it's something you wouldn't even expect in addition to starting as like a face a face hugger bursting out of the guy's chest and then just becoming kind of a nuisance around the ship and being like scary and, and you see him in flashes before like the, the big showdown and you're just like i saw it for 10 seconds i can't even fathom what i'm looking at and then as it builds which 
This is one of the greatest things about Alien that kind of goes underappreciated. A lot of the time, horror movies do this thing where they don't show the monster, they don't show the creature, and then your your mind runs wild and it's so spooky and scary. But Alien do- does that a little bit. But then when it does show it, it really doesn't disappoint. Like it's leaking, um, it, it's kind of crawling and moving weird. It doesn't do that thing like like in Jaws when you see the shark, you're like, oh okay. It's a shark. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, that's what people say about Jaws all the time is that, oh, it's scary that you don't see the shark. But then when you do see the shark, it's kind of like a, okay, I get it. It's a shark. Cool. But the alien, even when he's like moving around and you see him in full, full vision and full frame, it's still like, fuck, I hate that guy. I don't like that guy at all. So I, I think that's a, I think that's a great movie. And again, even just sci-fi, totally unrelated to horror. It's just a great, just a great movie. And going chronologically, it actually brings us into the eighties to the Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, two John Carpenter movies on the list. And The the Thing, I refer to it as my favorite movie all the time, um, and I mean it. <laughs> like, I really I really love this movie. It kind of works out perfectly that it, it came up behind Alien and Halloween, um, the other John Carpenter movie. Halloween, not not Alien. Uh, but, but The Thing is a great, like, horror movie that, that has, like, sci-fi elements, of course, because it's got, like, again, spoilers, it's got an alien in it. <laughs> And not the same alien, mind you. And it's all about like this isolated Arctic base and this, this man, isolation is going to come up a lot in the description, but that feeling of being alone, even though you're with people and then it's you go outside and it's just like wasteland. It's, it, it's scary on its own. Like even if it was just like a documentary about these people, I would, I would get like the willies from it. But the fact that there's like this, this unseen force that um, changes, you can't really trust anyone. You can't trust anything you see. Everyone starts acting really strangely, whether, you know, whether that they're a monster or not, they just start behaving very strangely and kind of going along with the alien and halloween thing you kind of don't see the monster a lot at first like you just kind of see like flashes of it and then the payoff is like what the what the hell is that like the payoff is you see like this ghoul and it's like finally the prestige we're showing we're showing everything we have and it's like i have no idea what i'm looking at which is the whole other side of the spectrum like if we're looking at halloween where you have a thing that you understand but is behaving strangely and then this thing you don't even you don't even know where to start when you look at it and then if you like look at it too long it'll just become something else like it'll just kind of morph and change and and i didn't see this movie until i was like old like i think can't remember when exactly but it was i think it was last year so it's it's definitely not not something i grew up with and i was immediately blown away because i didn't really know much about it. it it popped up on a lot of like horror movie lists like best horror movies the thing and then i'd be like oh i don't even know what that is and then i watched it and i immediately loved it and the next movie on my on my list here is a, a big departure from what we've been talking about with like the 70s and and the the thing nightmare on elm street with you know freddy krueger came out in, in 1984 it it's one of the first movies one of the first horror movies excuse me that i ever saw and and kind of quote-unquote got into my mom liked them growing up so she had like the box set and i remember seeing the box set and like when i was ready to watch them when i was a little bit older i was like okay this is the fred krug man um he's in these films i'm ready i'm ready for freddy to go on this fun adventure with him um in the nightmare dimension in the first movie there, there's something i really appreciate now even even years and years later uh, i love that it doesn't take itself too seriously which which is a problem i have with a lot of horror movies where they try to show you this 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 pretty ridiculous thing like that's kind of what horror movies are just a ridiculous thing that you're just supposed to take with a grain of salt but then they try and take themselves seriously and it's like okay well now that's ridiculous like you showed me a monster (laughs) you showed me a ghoul and a monster from space or that came out of like some evil government program and i'm supposed to take this very seriously and i have a little trouble with that but but, like freddy krueger was a breath of fresh air even now again like looking back 
because it, it was scary. It had stuff that was, was spooky. Johnny Depp was there in the first one. There, but there were like jokes throughout. It wasn't being, it, it, it wasn't trying to be like Citizen Kane and, you know, be like a big important thing. I mean, maybe it was, but it, it definitely had like jokes and the situations were funny. And even at its most serious, there were these parts to kind of change the tension. And that's something that followed the entire series, like even going past the first one like they kind of leaned heavier into the jokes the premise got a little more a little more ridiculous after the second one the second one was a little weird and then the third one kind of got back into like all right silly we're, we're, we're doing it i think it's one of the perfect movies to watch with like friends because you can make jokes with it with your friend uh, freddie's making jokes the striped uh, sweater claw man he's he's also goofing around and it's just like it's easy to watch you can you don't really <laughs> You don't really need to pay attention, and I don't think there's anyone who's going to be like, oh, you got to watch it five times to get some of the nuance. It's like, nah, it's fucking, he slashes a boy. He slashes a boy and a man, and, and he's, a, he's a nightmare. I don't know. Who gives a shit? <laughs> and just kind of, a, this isn't really on my main list. <laughs> I just I just kind of wanted to touch on it. Another thing I wanted to touch on that is, it just kind of like it naturally flows into it for me, at least in, in my crazy logic in this Evil Dead 2 has a lot of the qualities that I like about Nightmare on Elm Street, or it, it's just kind of, it's not taking itself seriously. I would not consider Evil Dead 2 a horror movie in, in a traditional sense, in the sense of kind of what we've been talking about. But the first movie was a low-budget movie that I think tried really hard to be a horror movie, and it was. I, the first one I think is great. Like, I have, I have no issue with the, with the first one. Uh, but the second one is like a remake and a sequel together, and then takes a lot of the elements from the first one, and then adds like some of these like cheesier things. It's a little goofier. It's a little, uh, it's got like stop motion props and stuff. Like it's, it's just, it's clearly its own thing. And again, I wouldn't call it horror in, in the traditional sense that w I would call Halloween horror or I'd call the thing horror, but it, it really does show that you can exist in this world of being scary and not be such a downer. <laughs> I mean, just be trying to, to be something it's not and, and be something complicated and it can just be and it, it's it's great because it is a little complicated it's got like uh the necronomicon and, and the, these like goblins and demons and stuff not a goblin but you know and it just is and that's that's all you can really ask it to be at a certain point so i, I definitely would recommend that one too the the remake i think is really good i definitely want to talk about the remake at some point but that came out much later but anyway thanks for listening to uh the pike horror show i've been richard your your ghostly ghouly guide which is i'm cutting that out for sure anyway thanks for listening to the pike horror show i've been richard if you like this at all there should be some other episodes up right now that you can check out going over some different topics uh if you wanted to uh, be up to date on new episodes or new things coming out be sure to uh, follow or subscribe or whatever the verbiage on that would be and just know there's a lot of different stuff coming some stuff more abstract some stuff more specific so if you do like movies this might be a, a good place for you to stick around and, and check out in the future hope you have a hope you have a, a spooky one i don't know <laughs> tank lands are hard